Welcome to Through the Wire. Through the Wire. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Oh, I we, think uh, I hit it pretty good. I think I hit it pretty good. We'll let the comment section aside. We three-man weaving it, man. Pierre had some um some personal matters to take care of, so he'll be back next episode. Um, but it's just it's just us three. Mike, how you doing today, bro? Doing good, man. I was telling y'all my allergies kind of hit me this morning. I feel like I got that sneezy, like ticklish feeling in my nose. So if I look like, you know, I'm scruffing my nose up, that's probably why. But I'm going to try to hold it hold it in. Other than that, I'm doing good. I'm doing man, good. Y'all be sounding like y'all going through it with these allergies. Every, every like, fall and spring. It must I'll, be nice. I'll be dying. It ain't no joke, bro. I get, like, the occasional few sneezes here and there, but, like, I don't That's be not allergies. That's not allergies. Yeah, yeah that's just a sneeze. No, nah, bro. I, I have tried in the last two weeks or so, I've tried like every over-the-counter like allergy medicine. It feels like bro. none of it works. A few years ago, my allergies were so bad. And like my thought process was just like, let me go to the doctor and tell him that like, just give me allergy shots. Like that's going to help that shit. It's like, yeah. nope, we're going to give you some over-the-counter shit. I'm like, shit barely works for me. You yeah. know, like you take a couple of doses and you're just, it doesn't even work no more. My yeah, girlfriend's yeah. brother is, has to take allergy shots because he's allergic to everything. And he yeah. wants to be a kid and go outside. And the only the only way you can really prevent allergies is like to stay indoors and be like no dust, no nothing. Quarantine. Gotta yeah, you quarantine. gotta quarantine all spring long to not <laughs> sneeze and stuff. Uh it's it's rough. It's rough out here. Um so shout out to P man. Um he'll be back next episode. Oh, speaking of speaking of next episode, let me let me look at my calendar right now because I'm, I mean I mean so big things are happening. So big things are hold happening. On, hold on, hold on, hold on before you even answer that question. Okay. We are going to go to a uh, a comment of the day from George Bush, not the real George Bush. Okay. He says, when are you all going to be able to post on the new Through the Wire channel? I want you to answer that, KB. June 22nd will be the first official podcast over there. Um, the link will be in the description. You do not want to miss out because uh, we got six videos ready ready to throw out there to the, to the public, man. We, we really been grinding the last couple of weeks. And the way it's going to work is the normal Tuesday and Saturday schedules will still be the podcast, but this 22nd will be the last day of the podcast existing on HOH. So if you mm-hmm. subscribe to HOH specifically for the podcast, you might want to go subscribe to our channel as well because that's where you're going to get it. And then we're going to do two videos a week of us doing regular in real life stuff, whether it be vlogs or it be challenges, stuff like that. And then, of course, the two podcast so we're ready for this grind man we i know we've been kind of hinting at it talking about it all the time but we have an official date from the higher ups it is official they told us so they cannot change it and if they do we storm we storm the offices in new york man that's that's the only that's the only way you could get our official date the 22nd is the day though y'all excited for that very excited bro i feel like it's been long overdue i feel like this is time for them to really see who we are as individuals and like to see our true personalities what's crazy is people think that we just like all day, every day. It's basketball, basketball, basketball. And I understand why you think that because it's like what we tweet about. It's what we talk about on this show. I think over the years, basketball has been shrinking and shrinking and shrinking in my overall life. Like it's still a big part of it, but it's not yeah. like it used to be like, damn, it's 12 games on a night. Let me make sure I watch all 12. Like it's not <laughs> that, it's not like that no more. It's really not like that no more. So this YouTube channel allows us to to also showcase uh, personalities outside of hooping, which is which is cool. Yeah. yeah. See multi sports probably too. Yeah, so. I mean I, I could kind of say the same, but I, I can also say that just like opening up to a lot of the other shit is also just maybe appreciate basketball more. Like I I know at the end of the day, basketball basketball is like where I still find myself and like where I still find my comfort and all that. 
but yeah, it's, I, I agree. Like, I feel like there's times that there might be a basketball game, but like, you know, my family's watching something downstairs and it's like some family time I could be doing with them or something just like that. And it's basically just how it's been going. Yeah. yeah. Especially like when you're in relationships, talking to girls and shit, like you sometimes you just, you might be out on the day and this game is wrong. <laughs> like, you, you gotta like, prioritize like, life, man. You gotta prioritize. Before I would be like, oh, fuck, I gotta go. I gotta really, I gotta, I'm out and I gotta, I'm missing this game now. I'm just like, uh, the best thing is uh dvr if, yeah, it, yeah. if anything if you really need to watch it just watch it later just yeah. watch it later i remember y'all used to say Derek, why are you even watching this game it's so irrelevant like i used to watch games just like Cavs versus the houston rockets just for the fun of it and while there's a most more important game going on y'all be like bro why are you even just sitting there watching that yeah that's a little bit different no, yeah. yeah, I don't. I I'm not rewatching though, especially that damn game when it's game 42 of the season. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not probably going back to you. I'm, if it was a good game, maybe I watch the highlights. But uh, yeah, I'll probably. I'm probably not going back to that one. Let's get into. Do you got more comments, or or we hop into some playoffs? Uh, yeah, stuff? we we got one more, maybe two more comments. First one comes from I really in honor of my guy P. We gonna take a crack at him. He the type of guy to argue about what you have for breakfast. Mm. And I just thought that shit was funny. <laughs> this episode's going to uh, definitely have a different feel since P's not there. It's uh, yeah, that, that, that was the only comment of the day, so we can crack right into it. All right. Um, let's start off with the Clippers, because that's going to be the title of the video. You know what I'm saying? Get a little Clipper clickbait. Uh, they're down 0-2 again. Second series in a row. This time it's against the Utah Jazz. Donovan Mitchell's averaging 41 points through the first two. Um, completely dominating. Let me know. Is it, it, it? I'm not saying is the series over, but like, are you a little <sighs> bit more concerned than being down 2-0 than last series when they were down 2-0? Am I a little bit more concerned? A little bit, but at the same time, I'm also just like, we know that Kawhi has better games than him. Like Kawhi didn't play too good in that last game, and we know that he can have games where he come out and miss like two shots, but he give you like 35 points. Like that's the type of dude that Kawhi is because he's a robot and. I think the Jazz just shot the ball so well the other night. Like, everybody was clicking. Jordan Clarkson hit, what, six threes? Joe Ingles hit, like, three or four threes. Like, that that was some crazy shooting by them the other night. And I think the Clippers was still in that. Like, the Clippers was still in that game, even with them shooting ridiculously rates from three. So I think that it's still a much more in their – it's not in their favor, but I think those these next two games in L.A., I think they could definitely pull these out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I've seen a lot of good things in this series. Um, I'm going to start on the Jazz's side, and I'd say, like, they're just playing super good basketball right now. They're playing, like, the number one seed. And the thing I like is just they're making the Clippers play for pay for anything they do. They wanted to start out in game one. They went small. You can't do that because Donovan Mitchell, he's going to come off screens and get a head full of steam, and it's going to be and one. You need rim protection. They put Zubox in. Oh, you're going to have to step up on those screens or Donovan Mitchell's going to light you up. So they're making the Clippers play. And then I had to go back game one and I didn't see Paul George or Kawhi Leonard guard Donovan Mitchell to like them near the end of the game. It was a lot for of the game, for, switches. And yeah. Stuff. For the, and that yeah. was game one. And that, that was just like, it, it's getting to a point. Like, I, I don't see how this shit doesn't just come earlier for Paul George or Kawhi Leonard to just take that assignment. Well, they, like, still it, the, um, they still do the switching throughout the game. They still will switch. They automatically switch those screens for some reason, bro. Man, that shit is not working because the man is averaging forty over there. But <laughs> and then like, I, but 
for the Clippers side, you know, I, I give a lot of credit to the Jazz. You know, Bogdanovich is playing like a damn two-way player. Clarkson's playing like the sixth man of the year like he is. Rudy Gobert is doing what he's doing. For the Clippers side, I want to say like, okay, game one, they fucked up, right? It was a close game. You you had had a, pos- a bad possession. Mark, uh, Marcus Morris has to throw something up, but fuck that. Game two, you were right there, but like Derek said, the Jazz are just hitting so many crazy shots, but I think those are like almost 50-50 shots. The one where Jordan Clarkson is falling out of bounds and he's a tough three, that shot could very well be an air wall and be a dunk on the other end. You know, so I think there's a lot of things for, that the Clippers can take into game three, but I think game three is going to be really important. They're going to have to, like, come out with that toughness. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, you're going to have to guard up, right? Donovan Mitchell, you can't, you can't let Donovan Mitchell just kill you like that, you know? Yeah, he's, Donovan Mitchell is, like, literally like a professional scorer now. Like, there's not, <laughs> yeah. offensively, there's, like, no flaws when it comes to him getting a bucket, like, that man can get it all over the court. You just have to somehow or another just try to find a way to just slow him down. You're probably not going to stop him from getting, like, this 28 to 30, but, like, you just got to contain him from getting, like, that 35 to 40. Like, when you let him when you let him do that and then you got all those other surrounding pieces around him, this is going to be hard to beat them. One thing that I – I got to tell the Clippers out that, that, that the Jazz are not the same as the Mavericks. The Jazz are a significantly better team. Like – the Mavericks had the better player for sure. Luca's the best player, you know, between the two teams. But the Jazz are the better team. You know, they just they just won two games at home. So I mean, the series ain't officially started yet because both of the home team has won both games. But Mike Conley hasn't played. I don't know if he will come back. But I mean, That's Mike Conley hasn't played, and they've been winning. I don't know. Like, where's the sense of urgency for the Clippers? It doesn't it feel like, like they only get it when they're back against against the wall. Right. They just can't come out into a game and start hooping. They got to wait till they're down 10 and be like, oh, here come that run. And I don't know after what Terrence Mann did in, like, game, okay, game six. One of those games he did, had a terrible possession. I forget if it was game five or game six versus it was game the, six. You're talking about that missing layup, right? Right, right. Or he had a layup and he passed out or something like that. Yeah. And then in game six. seven, he had one of the better games of his career. He's not even in a rotation anymore. Early, like early in the in the Jazz series, and I'm very confused about that. Like, That's like right. Tyron Lue be doing things that, like, I look at and I'm like, Good job, Tyron. And then, like, two minutes later, I'm like, what the fuck? What, what, what is going on? Zubats yeah. is getting the start, and it makes sense because of Rudy Gobert. But then again, it doesn't. Like, he had the one powerful dunk on Rudy. That's great. Um, but, like, like when Boogie. Boogie got some minutes early in game number one. I was like, that's smart, Tyron. Boogie is the type of dude that can get on some skins of, of Rudy Gobert. And you kind of saw that a little bit in game number two. But then how does Terrence Mann completely fall out of the rotation? And then you throw Patrick Beverly in there who don't do a damn thing. Patrick Beverly ain't done nothing. Do y'all want to guess Patrick Beverly's stats? In game two or one? Because game two he In the whole series. Oh. I'd say probably less than four points. points. He's averaging 1.5 points per game. He has not hit a field goal or a three. He he, he hasn't scored other than making a couple free throws. Mm Mm-hmm. He's just out. <laughs> Shout out to Russell Westbrook. Right now, he's kind of just out there running around. Like, he hasn't done anything for this series, right. but he's getting and 14 I, minutes when Terrence Mann is getting five minutes. And it was like, like, end of the quarter, we just need an extra body for defense. But he played a really, really big role in game number seven. You can't tell me he wouldn't be at least more impactful in, in a series against the Jazz than Patrick Beverly has been so far. I think he's he doing would. it more so for, like, the defensive matchups. I see Don I see um Patrick Beverly on, like, Donovan Mitchell and Fox and um, but that's the thing. But, but you like tell me, saying, has it Terrence has it done Man, anything? Look, no, it hasn't. And we seen the same shit last series. Like 
Patrick Beverly as feisty as he is, is on the defensive side. He's small as hell. Luka Doncic was bodying the shit out of Donovan Mitchell is 6'3", 6'4", but he's strong as a damn ox. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's going to put your ass in the cup. So, like, Terrence Mann, what is he, 6'4", 6'5"? He, he, putting that size on Donovan Mitchell, you can't tell me that wouldn't help. No, yeah, definitely it will. I think he, I think Tyron Lue tries to give his stars rest. But I think this is, like, a situation where they just got to go out and guard, bro. Like, you cannot put Ryan PG on them regardless of the situation because, like, you don't want to get down – 3-1 or 2-0 to this Jazz team. Offensively, the best player for the Clippers through two games has been Reggie Jackson. Reggie yep. Jackson has outplayed Kawhi and Paul George on the offensive side of the ball this series. That should not be the fucking case. Paul George is averaging 23 points on 43% shooting, 45% from three. And then uh, uh, Kawhi is averaging 22 on 47%, 37%. He just hasn't been aggressive like we saw in like game five and game six versus the Mavericks. Like if Kawhi came out and just played hard as shit every game, you can't beat this team. Like it's it's going to be hard to beat this team in seven. But when you have a game where the man puts up, what, what did he put up? Like 18 points in game number one? Like, like – you're a beatable team when Kawhi is not being Kawhi. And through the first two games, he haven't been there. And this is a team that struggled at home in the first round. I don't know if that carries over to game, or round number two. But, I mean, it, I, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. No, I think, to the Jazz. Yeah, I think the Clippers are in, like, a spot where they, they need to act like they're desperate. I mean, they are desperate at this point because the Jazz has shown that they could beat them. And um, I think it's going to come down to Ty Lue. I think a, a lot of what we said is correct. And just like his rotations are going to have to be on point, you know, and, you know, uh, it's sad that Serge Ibaka had to have surgery or yeah. his injury and he had, is going to be out for the rest of the season. And he, he was kind of already up and down on the season. We already know, but just losing his availability um, is going to be crucial. But like, if Zubox is getting messed up, take his ass out. Maybe Trace do some other shit. Like, he's going to have to just not stick with, like, okay, these are my starting guys type thing. He's going to have to roll with who's going. Yeah. yeah. Offensively, I felt like when Boogie got menaced, he was actually productive. Mm. But he, just, hey, he had three fouls quick. And then he sat him, and he never played him again. <laughs> I was like, damn. Shout out to Rudy Gobert, man. People are questioning whether or not he could play it off the floor because of the way the Clippers played small ball in, in series number one. He's been as impactful as ever, don't matter what the lineup looks like. Well, shit, if Marcus Morris ain't making threes in the corner like he normally do or the other three-point shooters, then shit, he might as well just stay on the court. They ain't making anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to be a game number four, though, so that'll be exciting. Is it going to be a 3-0 series by that time? Is it going to be 2-1? I don't know, but I'm going to be at the Staples Center for the first time ever. Mike was saying, like you ain't really getting a Staples, Staples Center experience because it's not a Laker game. Man, stop the cap. No, but I honestly think – I was fucking with him, but I think he's right, though. Like, so? Lakers Lakers fans versus Clippers fans as far as, like, the loudness of an arena is probably completely different. You know, it's probably completely different. I mean, it is a Lakers city at the end of the day. They may not be in a play. Like, Clippers fans go come after me for that one. Well, they got eliminated first round. That's facts. But it's still a Lakers city. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, no matter what the Brooklyn Nets do, New York as a state is still a Knicks state. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, like, it's just the way it's just the way it is. That ain't, that ain't saying that y'all bad. That ain't saying that y'all can't win a championship. <laughs> it's just saying, like, the majority of fans are in these arenas. Like, the Mecca, you know, Madison Square Garden versus Barclays is – dramatically different and probably the Clippers and put them in Seattle. I think that would be, hey. I, I just I, think that would be the best. Have you team. been in the news hey. recently, Derek? I have. Oh, okay. I, know, I know that Seattle is like 
teasing for a team, but it might be like an extra team. Wiley think- believe the NBA will expand uh, will add expansion teams that likely Seattle or Las Vegas. Yeah, but I think they should just take the Clippers and just put- and move them over there. Yeah, just move them there. Like, <laughs> I don't know if the players will have to agree to this. I don't know how that plays out. I don't think I don't know if it's the players. I just think it's ownership. Oh, Derek, you uh. caught what I did though, right? You know what that's from. What did you say? I didn't even listen. I won't even listen. Why don't we just take the Clippers from here and move them over there? It's a SpongeBob reference. Yeah, he, he don't know. He don't Hold know on. about it. Oh, oh, Pierre just hit the group chat. I said, tell yeah, the fans. Pierre. I said, hey. And he said, Mike or D Mills better not have said through the Y. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, he need to stop talking though. because Don't tell him nothing. He just going to have to watch the episode. Let's see if he's really a fan of ours. Don't even tell him what happened in this episode. Is he going to watch this? Is he going to listen? Probably not. So he'll never know. <laughs> We're going to have to make sure we sneak this on him. Is <laughs> um, widely believed that the NBA will expand for the first time since rounding to 30 teams in 2004. Um, return to Seattle is part of the process amongst giving other Las Vegas is the other place. I don't know. How would it work, though? So hypothetically, if the league expands and we have 31 teams and one of them is in, in Seattle, the history of the Supersonics doesn't go with them, right? Like the history of the Supersonics is in OKC. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like like the retired numbers of Seattle are retired in OKC, correct? Yeah. So do they even have the ability to bring back the Supersonics name or the Sonics name? Does it have to be a whole different franchise? I think they can use the name. I just think, uh, I don't know. But then, right, yeah, it's like, weird, right? Jer- yeah, like those jerseys this year won't be hanging in the rafters. Right. Like, yeah, I don't know. Do I they get? Didn't they win a championship or like 71? Oh, no, that's the next I'm thinking about. I think Seattle won a championship. Mm. You might You might not be right. I don't remember them winning no championship. Maybe not. I thought. I thought. I, thought, that, I knew um, they went to the finals. Jack Sigma won a, a championship. Uh, I don't know. About... <laughs> He's like, I know they went to the. I, I know they at least went to the finals. <laughs> yeah, one championship, nineteen seventy nine. Okay. Yeah. One championship, and let yeah, me see. Was Jack long... Sigma yeah, on this team. If you're gonna be taking that team and just get a new team name, bro. Get a new team name. Oh, you see that? Yeah. We're running out of time. All right, we'll be back, ladies and gentlemen. We got to upgrade to pro really quick. That's it. Now, pause. Before we get back to the basketball talk, I'm actually blue that we just had to stop our podcast episode because we were flowing. We was going. We were. We were. We were. That, that's why I'm, I don't understand why you weren't prepared. You should have been <laughs> had that to deal. Oh, okay. I think it's, I think I'll have a phone call with Zoom. The, I know the owner. I'm going to call him. I'm going to make sure we got all this shit straight out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell him that he needs to just let us have this shit for free. Raphael. You're talking about the owner, Raphael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, shout out to Raphael, man. But yeah, no, he's it was his fault because my card information was in there. Uh, no, read, it back, read, read back your card info for me. Oh, uh, 6416 282 2 <laughs> All right, let's get back to the other uh, uh, games. The The Phoenix Suns 3-0 lead on the Denver Nuggets, man. I love it. I love it. I just, it but it also makes me upset because, like, I knew that team wasn't like that, bro. And the Blazers just shit the bed. Like, they just the, – the, the Phoenix Suns really are doing what the Blazers tried to do. Like, they're literally letting Jokic get his, but we're going to stop everyone else. And it's working beautifully. And the Blazers just was letting Monte Morris and Austin Rivers <laughs> just 
have career games against them and just like Furkan Korkman is all of a sudden like another point guard. Like he just Oh no 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 bro. no no. Compazzo, Compazzo. Oh yeah. Not, I don't know. Yeah, Compazzo. We're gonna talk about Furkan Korkmaz later. But yeah, like it's just they literally have the perfect game scheme, but they also have the right personnel. Jay Crowder's in there yeah. making shit happen. Yeah. Chris Paul. Um Chris, Chris Paul, Paul what? Chris Paul what? Come on, finish this. Chris Paul is amazing, bro. Yeah. I love it when he see a team reeling and he just come out and he just hits you with those mid-range daggers, bro. He will mm-hmm. not let you make that run because he gonna he gonna shut that. He gonna nip that shit in the butt immediately once he because they were the Nuggets were actually low key trying to make a run and uh, they had a few turnovers here and that offense was looking sloppy. So Monty Williams immediately pulled Chris Paul off that bench. Immediately pulled Jay Crowder off the bench. And they immediately got it going, bro. That's just that just showed you how good Chris Paul is. I'm so excited. I'm so happy. Because I was so afraid that Chris Paul wasn't going to be good in this playoffs because of the injury with the Lakers. In the Lakers series, Chris Paul averaged nine points per game. Nine. And this second round, he is averaging 21. <laughs> 21 yeah. on 57%. He's shooting 75% from three. Mm-hmm. Point God. I seen you, I seen you tweet out. This is Chris Paul's best team. I, I I want you to elaborate on that. People are so mad. Oh my god! People need to just relax, relax. What I meant by that is this was the best Chris Paul led team, not the best team Chris Paul has been on. There, like those are two. That was two different tweets, bro. I I didn't know the Rockets Mafia was a real thing. They was at my, at my motherfucking head. What about 2018? One game away from beating the the all time Warriors. Yes, that was a great team. They also missed twenty seven straight threes. I ain't gonna forget about that. <laughs> yeah, bro. And what? And I, the way the reasons I agree with you is just because, like, this whole year, it just felt like Chris Paul. It's Chris Paul's like he just runs the show when it's necessary. Like having all the weapons he does and all the 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 pieces they do, he just needs to manage the game. He just he might take the first three quarters just assisting the ball and getting good looks for his team playing good defense and then the fourth quarter come and they roll around and then we know that's his time it's like it, it's easy on his body for the age he is that he doesn't have to do that throughout the whole damn game and i think you know having players like devin booker who's been making that shit so much easier for him because he could just get it in so many ways same thing with deandre and he has all this help but what he literally just close is him just having the you know, the job to close out the game, that shit is unmatched because a lot of teams don't have that shit. A lot of teams can't stop those runs when teams are, like, on that 10-0 run. They're putting on the pressure. They sometimes, teams don't respond well, but they've been doing that. But I, I want to give a lot of credit to the Suns team because Denver has just been getting beat. You know, there's, team, there's games where you lose that was close, but Denver has literally just, like, the man put up 30, 20, and 10, and this shit didn't mean a damn thing. A damn thing. That's because those Porter, other guys ain't like that, bro. They need the Michael ball. Porter Jr. I, he, Michael Porter Jr. is so damn good, but he still has a long way to go. Yeah, you know, you, you can see that during this series, of, and you can see that a little bit during the last. Year. Was it was it during the Blaze game? He had like twenty six in the first quarter, something like mm-hmm. or like twenty two, and then that finished with like yeah, finished with like so twenty eight or twenty six. Yeah, all right, all right, <laughs> because like. I don't know he still has stuff to add to his game and like ways to implement getting involved in office and all that type of shit. But man, man, you, you this is a series you kind of wish like, bro, I wish Jamal Murray was here. And I know it's like they still might not have a luck, but damn, it would be a lot close with Jamal Murray. This is talking about a dude that, you know, when he's when he's in his zone, 
he was he was the dude that was going back and forth with Donovan Mitchell. And we just seen what Donovan Mitchell would do to you. He was the dude that was going back and forth with him. So him, them missing Jamal Murray is super big, but bro, Denver just getting beat out there. Can I I'm gonna go back to my original tweet again and just talk a little bit more about that. Um mm-hmm. because also when I said that like best led Chris Paul team, people were like, Well, this is Devin Booker's team. Which I guess is true, but even Devin Booker said in multiple interviews, Chris Paul's done a good job leading them, teaching them the things they didn't know. So that's why I said, like, it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know it's a fine line to walk between because then people are like, can you be the second best player and also be the leader? Yeah, it's a fucking tweet. Like people were trying to analyze the tweet way too much than it had to be just. Take take they it at face value. The fourth best player on that Warriors team. He was their leader. He's their vote. Yeah, for sure. You, yeah. you can't tell me Devin Booker's the vocal leader of the team for yeah. sure. That's... You literally see Chris Paul on the court like, hey, you guys get over there, get over there. Like mm-hmm. he's literally he's the guy. He's, he's the point guard. He's the teacher out there. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Durant like echoing in and out the controls like you hear like you used to see Kevin Garnett do. Like he he used to he's over there telling people a hey, switch screen coming like he's doing all mm-hmm. of that on the court. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Chris Paul, man. I love to see it. Love to see it. One game away from another conference finals appearance. And uh, I'm excited. I am so excited for what the could potentially be. The MVP could be swept in the playoffs. Is that, is that true? Yep. Not to his fault, though. 30-20-10 game is crazy to still lose. <laughs> it's crazy to still lose. Um, DeAndre Aiden was even surprised. He was looking at the stat line at the end of the game like, damn. He said, yeah, that is your MVP. Yeah, yeah. That's Which is great happened. to hear. You know why it's great to hear? People are mad about the NBA players because nobody congratulated Jokic on his MVP award the same way they do when James Harden won his or Russ Westbrook won his or LeBron's won his. Like, Jokic didn't get that same love, which is which is fine, which is completely fine. I think that the players around the league had, like, Steph Curry as MVP. Yeah. I would love for the players to get a vote just to see what it accumulates to. You know what I'm saying? Like, the fans got a vote, and they gave it to fucking Derrick Rose. You know? Give give the players a vote on who their MVP is because I'm very curious to who they think it will be. So, the DeAndre Aiden to come out and say, oh, that's, that's really the MVP was kind of refreshing because I feel like the, the media and the players never, you know, agree on anything. Like, Giannis' MVPs, you remember they were like, James Harden deserved that, this deserved it, this is the, they never wanted to give it to Giannis, even though Giannis was the best player in the league two years, like two years in a row. It's undoubtable. He also doesn't have social media. Mm. And, no, no social um, media presence. Um, He's also, I feel like those are the guys that have won it, I feel like those are the dudes you see, like, always together. Like, they always doing some sort of, like, vacation. Like, they all, like, homies. Jokic seems like he's just to himself. He's with his family. Like, you don't really know what's going on with Jokic. I didn't know. I, like, somebody tweeted at me, I didn't know Jokic had a wife. And I was like, yeah, yeah I, 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 I didn't either. either. <laughs> I didn't either. Yeah, I feel like he's such a, like, he's not even, like, imagine seeing Jokic at those Brickley runs. <laughs> that would be some shit, bro. <laughs> it, like, it, it wouldn't make sense. Like, you wouldn't even, or like him in a Drew League randomly. Like, mm-hmm. No, like he's probably he don't even probably associate with the players probably outside of the basketball. To be honest with you, what did he say he's watching? He said he's watching Pokemon or something like that. Oh, I I've never heard. Yeah, of I think Yogi. He said he was watching something, something over the. I, I forget, but regardless, yeah, I, I agree. He he's definitely like, I don't know. He he's a mysterious dude compared to like the dude that's you know in those Brickley runs and all that type of social media press. But damn, his ass still get it done though. And that that's my damn thing. Um, I don't know. Same with Kawhi. Think, you don't really know much going on with Kawhi outside of basketball. But the thing with Kawhi mm-hmm. though, it's like he's made that into his persona though. Like Kawhi is just like a mystery robot type dude, and like that's 
he might not tweet everything out, but this is like the people know him as that. I feel like. Yeah. Like, what's the other thing Cardi had when he was, what, in fucking high school? Like, that big ass <laughs> trailblazer? I was just looking for um, Jokic's wife. Mm-hmm. Um, she also doesn't have much of a social media presence, so they just be chilling. Is I'm going to come to work, I'm going to hoop, and that's it. Is she cute, KB? I, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Um, Series over, right? Yes? Cool. Yeah. No team has ever come back 3-0. Nope. And Man, I don't I got... see this team even, like, stretching it out. Not even a five? You think it's a sweep? I think it's a sweep. I think Chris Paul not going. I hope so, man. I hope so. I'm excited about the – I tweeted I feel good about the Nuggets last season, Um, and a, a lot of people were like, we said that last year. We said that the year before. We said that the year before, which is facts. But, like, we said that last year thinking that they were going to be healthy. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, if, if they were healthy, this is a series. This is a real-life series. This is not a 3-0 right now. It's not. Mm-hmm. Um, But it's so fortunate. And then I remember that Jamal Murray's probably missing a big chunk of next season, so maybe next year's not the year either. Because he's gonna come back and not be completely in game shape and stuff like that. So the Aaron Gordon addition did not pan out. You can see it in this series. I mean, last series he was he cool fucks y'all up last series because he was going against the places and they don't play defense. But this <laughs> series, that last game he was abysmal. Yeah, he was like one for ten. He killed some parlays. I say that he killed some parlays last night. <laughs> he definitely did. Also, Austin Rivers killed my parlay. He was the only one. Austin hey, Rivers and then Jokic. Then he was the second parlay play. killers. Parlay killers. <laughs> PJ Tucker, we'll talk about him later. Parlay killer. Parlay killer. This is point at three. Now, I didn't man. take it. I didn't take it at three. It was at I three. I didn't take it either, like, but he mm. did I think Terrence took it. He yeah, did he not did. get it. And Ter you know, Terrence be mad. He's like, you're out there for forty fucking minutes and you can't score three points. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Um let's get to that series then while we're here. Um two one series for in, in favor of the Nets. Um, Milwaukee went a close one, an ugly game down to the wire, but hey, it was a close one where Chris Middleton stepped up when they needed him to, and they got a win. They stay alive because if you go down 3-0, it was completely over, but now they keep themselves alive. And then game, game four is tomorrow. Game four is tomorrow in Milwaukee. Yeah, that was a good game. Um, you saw like Chris Middleton and Giannis come out and score the first 30 points. That's how I knew this game was not going to be how it looked to pan out. Um, because at the beginning of the game, the Brooklyn Nets couldn't make shit. And it was really just Giannis and Chris Middleton scoring. The other Bucks really weren't on anything at all. So I knew at some point Kevin Durant and the others were going to show up. And this game was going to get significantly better. I did not ex- – I, I, I honestly was predicting for the – I did not see the Bucks winning this game if it was close. Yeah. Because Kevin right. Durant – Kevin Durant, I thought, like, he was going to win that shootout. I thought he was going to get his and get it. And you don't want to be in a close game with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Like, you don't want to be in that situation, especially with Giannis. Mm-hmm. I don't – like, do y'all feel like Giannis could be your best player on a championship team? Yes. You think so? I believe he can be. Not at this – I I don't want to give him jet, all that just so far. I think he still has, has ways to go. I mean, they still got to learn how to just be completely effective down the stretch, bro. Uh, he had a good game, but damn, bro – the, the damn net scored 83 points. I don't know if that shit's about to happen in another game. Yeah. And like well, what's what's super crazy is the Bucks scored 86 points and they had 30 of them in the first quarter. So the last three quarters, they didn't do a goddamn thing. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Like I, he he's gonna have 
the free throws is one thing he's going out there to prove on to if he wants to, I think, make that next step. But this two, just having a little bit more that he can go to. And, like, in, in uh, the last game, I like that he was being a lot more aggressive. Like, regardless of Blake Griffin, whoever the hell was there, he, he was going to put his head down and get to the rim. And I like that about that. I don't like that he took 10 threes. What is it? Was it 10 yeah. or was it eight? He hit one big three. He hit one big three. And then that was just like it. His. Like he yeah. do this. Like he do this. I missed all. <laughs> but I, I agree 100% with you. That was the same thing I told myself. I was like, in a close game, when it was like 10 minutes left, they're going back and forth. I'm like, there's no way the Nets don't pull this out. Like, if you're Ke- Kevin Durant versus Giannis, I'm taking Kevin Durant. And shit, it might have been. It might have been. Like, that last possession came down to freaking Bruce Brown. You know, well, not the second to last possession came down to Bruce Brown. He he could have passed the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, I look back, it was like nine seconds. He could have swung it. Could have Kevin Durant with two seconds on the damn shot clock is better than Bruce Brown throwing some damn shit up. So that that could have been something different if he just swings the ball. I don't see how that, that but, man, uh, Bruce Brown don't have nothing in his bag except floaters. Hey, that, that floaters. He was making that shit work. He was making that shit work though. That second quarter, it was all Bruce Brown. It was yeah. all Bruce Brown in that uh, second quarter. I ain't even mad at Bruce Brown, man. I've been in that position before. You want to be the hero. Everybody wants to be the hero. But, like, honestly, it's hard to do that. When I was watching that game, like, that's why I asked that question. Because, like, Giannis, he don't really have a lot in his bag. Like, if he do. You talking about that video? Yeah. I know you seen that video. No, no, no. But, like, even, like, (laughs) throughout the game, like, when he's trying to ISO Blake and shit, like, it's not. If he's not really just putting his head down and bulldozing to the rim. And that's why I said he's gonna need more. But that's the thing, like to him to be the best player on the team, you need the right team built around him. Just like and like he has glaring flaws for sure. But the things that he dominate at, he dominate at. You know what I'm saying? That's like for me, that's like asking, and it's not on the same level because I know people are gonna take this out of context. It's like, can Shaq be the best player on your team? Yes, but he does need pieces around him for him to be dominant. You know, it's 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 very very similar. These guys are like, I, if I'm within three feet of the basket, and there's nobody stopping me. Nobody stopping me. It is different because Shaq was the most dominant motherfucker I've ever seen. But like yeah, that's that's the one thing. Shaq could put your ass literally underneath the basket. And Giannis, I mean, if you Giannis can do the same shit, but Blake Griffin and all these other bigs, they when when it's time, they have done a pretty good job of just walling him up, making him take those tough ass shots. Mm-hmm. And like I said, that's that's why I think the key to his offensive game is really having that mid-range like pull up or mid-range turnaround. If he can get that going, those are super hard shots to block. You know, they're going to have to eventually try to contest that if he can consistently knock down those, what, 15-footers? But if you really think about it, like, they, I think, was their window over? Because, like, right now, they still going to have to essentially go through the Brooklyn Nets in order to get to that championship, potentially. So Kevin Durant and Kyrie mm-hmm. Irving and James Harden are going to be here. So, like, I don't know if he has it in his bag to really get by them unless they somehow know they get another star there miraculously. But is that is that credited to him being not good enough, or is that just because there's a super team in the conference? I think if he, I don't know. I think he, if he really had that other level in his bag, like to be able to like get his own when they really need it, I think they would. I think they would be able to beat them. Hey, looking at this team though, I I still think regardless. I, I know it's been rough for them this series. I still think they have a decent chance to just like say if it was a fresh slate. Because I mean, the first two games, Chris Middleton was fucking terrible. Right, he he had bad starts and all that type. Drew Holiday, he he hasn't been looking like Drew Holiday at his prime or nothing like that. Like so, they they had bad games. I mean, if if Brooklyn or I'm sorry, the Bucks shot the ball, you know, somewhat decent, they could still be in the damn series. 
right? Yeah. They still are, but like they they could maybe be tied up right now or something like that, something crazy. Yeah, so. Drew Holiday did not play good in that last game, and that game was that's probably why that game was close. Yeah, he hasn't played good at all this series. Um, he went from being like the big X factor in the first series, and he still might be the X factor, but yeah, three he games he's averaging. 13 points on 40% shooting, 30% from three, and he's shooting 33% from the free throw line. Which is odd because he's usually like in the mid-80s. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, hey, here here they are. You know, they stayed alive. Tomorrow's a big one. Tomorrow's a very, very big game. You can't go down 3-1 to the Brooklyn Nets because I think they'll step on your throat. So you got to win that last game at home, um, and maybe that's the Drew game. You know, it don't take much. It don't take much. Um, yeah. I, I mean – you can't you can't expect the Nets to offensively yeah. struggle like they did in that game. Yeah, I mean the Bucks still have they still need their game where they're hitting their shots. And I'm not saying that shit is just bound like it's going to happen, but odds are they're gonna have a game where they're hitting their shots. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Unless the Nets are just locked in defensively like that. I like what I'm seeing from Nicholas Claxton though. That's my boy. When he's in the game, he's doing impactful shit. He's defending Giannis. Pretty as good as you can because Giannis, mm-hmm. and then he's uh he's offensive rebounding, getting dunks and shit. He's doing what I thought he would do when I saw him at the combine. I'm loving it. Let's get to this last series. Um, Philly is up two one against the Atlanta Hawks. Um, two back to back dominant performances from Philly, and it, it feels like they're doing uh the thing where they just show that they're the better team. You know, they're not they're not letting up on Atlanta. Um, ben Simmons has had the Trey Young assignment and doing pretty solidly. Um, Matisse Thibault fouled out yesterday, but he was all over the place, steal after steal. Uh, Danny Green went down an injury and it was in a walking boot. I don't know if that matters too much right now, but it might matter down the line in the conference finals if they completely uh, do that thing. I, I just love, more than anything, more than anything, Seth Curry. <laughs> this man, Seth Curry, don't miss. And it's so beautiful to see. Shout out to Daryl Moore for just doing that trade, not thinking twice about it. Hey, we need shooters. Let me go get the greatest. I think percentage-wise, Seth Curry for a while was the greatest shooter of all time. I don't know if that still stands. But he he's shooting 60% from three on seven attempts right now through this series. Like, yeah. ridiculous. I want to say I love an aggressive Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, that's a big in that game, he was he was very aggressive. I, I love what Joel told him. He said, Hey, bro. In that fourth quarter, he told him, just just go out and be aggressive. You can eat. They the way they guard me is there for you. And he thrived. He had that eleven point fourth quarter. And then I love how he's containing Trey Young the best he can. And um I think as a team, the Philly just yeah, like how you said, they just came out and just asserted their dominance. That first game was a fluke and they they knew that that shit was a fluke. So they just came out and said, All right, bro, we gonna we the big brothers, we're gonna show y'all what y'all are little brothers now. <laughs> Y'all not on our level yet, but maybe next time. Yeah, I mean, for the last, like, two games, I would say the the Hawks would get beat. And the last quarter they had, too, that fourth quarter in game one, they literally just gotten beat. The it, Like, the reality hits in, in Philadelphia has been getting in their face. They've been closing out hard on the threes, make sure they're not giving up as many, and it's just it's been going their way. Matt Simmons, I think, I, lo- I love it. I love it when he's putting his head down because a lot of times, like, Everybody knows he wants to pass. Everybody knows he wants to pass, so they give him these angles. And if he takes advantage, you can't really stop him. Tobias Harris is doing what he needs. Like, they're having all the players come together. And then, like, one thing I feel like is just different from the other years is just, like, they they have more depth, right? Not only is they're starting five good, but Quirk Miles is coming off the bench doing what he needs to do. 
Shake Milton, Tyrese Maxey's a new addition since they drafted him. And then they have Dwight Howard, too, who's been, you know, giving them good minutes. So all nice. around, they could be 9, 10 deep, you know? I just found out that, uh, you know, when P.J. Tucker and, and Kevin Durant got into that pushing thing, that bodyguard mm-hmm. or that, that security guard? Yeah, right. That's Kevin Durant's security guard. That wasn't even, like, the security guard of the arena. That was Kevin oh. Durant's personal security Kevin Durant's guard. Scary, Kevin Durant's scary. Why he got his own security at the game like that? I would, like, I it's would not have gonna be other security, security if I can afford it. Why not? If you can afford to have security, he, why not be secure? He, so you trying to tell he, me he knew if you made if you if you made forty million dollars a year, you wouldn't hire somebody to protect you. I'm going out like Bill Russell. But how is he able to run on the court like that's that? The, that's the point that people court? are making. Yeah, I don't I don't know how he has that access to just go to the court. Yeah, there's really other security guards to prevent motherfuckers from running onto the court. So and there's no reason does. his security guards being run onto the court. <laughs> <laughs> you wild though, Mike. Let's if I was making forty million a year. Did you I understand have what multiple I meant, security guards? Hey, I will. I will volunteer to be a security guard. Was that Bill Russell who got caught with that? He got caught with like a, a handgun or something in there. He he got caught with some type of gun or some shit like that. He's like, "Why the hell is you carrying a gun? You like eighty years old, bro? Or some shit like that." No. But uh, you, do you nah, know that video um, of Lil Uzi walking through the mall and you can't see his ass because there's so many security guards around him? And that dude like Lil Uzi, can you pay for my college? And he's like, "I could do that." <laughs> That's how I want to be. He stopped the whole thing. Yeah, yeah that's how I want to be. I'm small. Give me, give me four, six, six, uh, six, six. You know, big dudes around me at all times. Cause you just look official. If anything, you just look official. I don't need no security in a club. But little man. do they know, the security guards ain't strapped. It's me that's strapped. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm the one with the strap. Yes, sir. Um, I, I personally would not want that many people around me. You're also 6'5", and motherfuckers just don't try people that big, mostly. You might be a security guard. You can fit That's what he just said. He said he'd be my security guard. Should, would I, uh, should I trust Derek as a security your, guard? In our friend pick, they said that nope. I like your security guard. <laughs> oh, shout out to the homie pick, man. We they say your ass look like a damn middle linebacker in that joint. That's a fact. Hey. Hey, if the Chicago Bears need me, I can come out there and you teach me how to read some schemes. <laughs> really? Imagine D. Mills on the field. If He's going to be an old Middle lineman. Linebacker. That's why he'd be at the, on the field. That's what he plays. I don't know why you're trying to switch positions. It's okay to be an old lineman, bro. Y'all the most important players on the field other actually, than the QB. I actually love D-line is way better. Way better. Why didn't they let yeah. you run D-line? Because they said our D-line is already solidified and we don't want to mess it up. Mm. Who, the hell, who the hell did they have? Oh. Jabri- who they have? Uh, Julius Peppers. Then they had Josh King. They Josh had, King. They had Josh, Josh King. King. Josh moving. King was about that. He wasn't moving at all. So yeah, the best D line in the country. Imagine being <laughs> in a position battle with Josh King at Hansdale South. <laughs> 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 just gotta say, I'm the backup, bro. I get a few snaps a game, bro. Wasn't uh wasn't Brandeis on the D line too? Yeah, he was uh, and then Jamar was the nose. Jamar and nose Jam- makes come sense. Come on, now. it makes that does. You couldn't sense. take Brandeis five. You couldn't take Brandeis. I wanted five. to be nose. Like I thought I would be a good nose, but they said no. No, I feel like I would literally demand a double team. They, I, I told, I would literally demand. He said demand a double team every. Really? But you okay. demand a double team when Josh King when is I next to first, you. <laughs> 
<laughs> so when I played freshman year, like I did demand a double team. Oh, wow. Well, you were like, also six three as a freshman. That's a little bit. It's a little bit different once you hit that varsity. Yeah. I was. I would have been fine. Okay. I would have been easier. Right, bro. I'm thinking. I feel bad for the motherfuckers that was going to get up against Josh King. He got today. Yeah, that's a big <laughs> dude, bro. That's a big dude in pads coming at uh, you. It used to be funny because they used to make us do the um, you know, that plank drill where you had to get up and you had to. Oh push. yeah. It would literally make me and Josh do that shit. <laughs> but that shit gets you better though, bro. Yeah, it did. that it shit got you better. Yeah. It was never like we. Like, it was always like we were kind of like evenly matched. It was never like one of us is like. You was evenly matched with him. Yeah, I wasn't fucking little and weak. I wasn't a weak ass bitch. What you mean? <laughs> the best you just said the best defensive the best defensive end in the country. You was just yeah, going that that head to head shit is primarily just strength. There's no fucking like skill. It's just going head to head, see who can push each other back. And you was were and you winning on a D line. It's more like that, huh? Were you winning? He said it was evenly matched. She said it was evenly matched. Yeah, it was like evenly matched. So y'all was just like boom. Y'all didn't go nowhere. He wasn't pushing you back. There would be some pushing back and forth, but like it would never be like one of us would pancake one of one or the other. Okay. I want people at home to go look at Joshua King high school highlights, and you tell me if Derek was holding his own against that motherfucker. Dude was legit ranked like number one in the country. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, oh my god! Hit somebody up that was on the team that can vouch for you then. I don't have anyone. Don't <laughs> it's 50 motherfuckers on the roster. You talking about they ain't got nobody. Yeah, nobody. Who remember that, though? I don't know. I don't, bro, I, if something is, like, rememberable, that shit is going to hit. Like, there's some shit I know. Do you remember that time we went to the game, KB, and we seen Pitts out there? <laughs> yes. Pitts ain't do shit on the damn field, but I think it was, like, some type of, like, maybe it was a kickoff or some shit. Dude, Pitts wasn't even in the play. He got popped. Like, he got his ass laid out. And he's like, damn. That was the only thing I remember that from that game. Shout out to only Pitts, thing. man. That's probably why he crazy and weird now. He got hit so damn hard. <laughs> he got hit so damn hard. <laughs> it was that one hit that ruined his life. Ruined everything. Shout out to Pitts, though. Pitts really the homie, though. I ain't talked to him in a minute, but shout out to Pitts. Um, let's, let's get he back was- on, on track with some... You got something else to say? It was about piss, but it's okay. Yeah, don't you ain't got to air his dirty laundry. No, nah, yeah. it wasn't. <laughs> no, nah, we good. Okay. Um, Kemba Walker and the Boston Celtics might of uh, uh might be having a breakup. Um, when Danny Ainge was rumored to be trading for potentially Drew Holiday, Kemba Walker was the name that was incorporated. Kemba Walker didn't like that, lost some trust, yada yada. And now, even though Danny Ainge is no longer there, Kemba Walker still might want out. So. This this offseason is going to be interesting. There's so many um open coaching spots. Um, there's teams that should be trying to get better. K- Kemba Walker, even though he has struggled to stay healthy for the past season and a half, Kemba's still cool. I think, like, if I'm a borderline contending team, I wouldn't mind trading for Kemba. No, yeah. I wouldn't mind either. It's just, how much is he getting paid? Like how much, A lot. I don't remember what is the answer to yeah, that question. Yeah, I know it's a lot. Yeah. So like you gotta give up some significant pieces unless you gotta. So here, here are the two teams that um me and my chat had determined that might be the biggest uh can the biggest people that want him right. First one, OKC okay, makes sense. They want Al Horford back in Boston. 
Kemba Walker a s- some seconds. I don't know. Something to do. Some picks. Just Sam, Pre- Sam Presti. Give him some picks. And then boom, boom. Nobody wins. Nobody loses that trade at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? It's just people get what they want. You get picks, and we get Al Horford. The second team was the Pelicans, which made more like when people spent because I, I did this live on um, on called game. I was like, let me know some teams that y'all think could use Kemba Walker. Okay, they were spamming Pelicans in my mind. I'm like, who the fuck did the Pelicans have a trade? It's a Stephen Adams trade. Stephen Adams, big center. Boston needs a big center. Um, if they're gonna let Lonzo Ball go in with the Pelicans, you got a scoring type point guard that can help Zion Williamson open up the game a little bit more for him. So it makes sense there. And then the last team was the Clippers. What was that? I said it's definitely an upgrade from having Eric Bledsoe at your PG. Facts. The last team was the Clippers. If the Clippers don't work, um, you got like Luke Kennard. You got contracts over there to get another guard. Um, but those are the three teams that make the most sense according to me and my chat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot I, of sense. I, I like the Pelicans one. I like it because he comes in and he helps the cause. The, the Pelicans are not winning no damn, like, they're not trying to go far into the playoffs, I think, you know, at least at this point, from what I've seen. They're still in that development age and stage. And my big thing with Kemba Walker is he is super good when he's healthy, but that knee, it's just been causing them so many issues, bro. It, it, it makes me worry if I am a team that's like, I really need this one piece because I think we're one away. But the Clippers, it could be that, like, he could be that dude instead of freaking Patrick Beverly out there or some shit like that. And he's helping them score in those drafts. But I, I like it more for so for the Pelicans. If somehow he gets hurt or he's having a rough season, I don't think it's not hurting them like that. So, yeah, so, I feel like, honestly, I personally think the Clippers are a better fit because point guard play is an issue that the Clippers have always had. Like Reggie Jackson and Pat Bev has always been their two guards. So an upgrade for Kemba Walker will be significant for that team. And I think it raises their ceiling significantly. It gives them a legit, like, really good third option. Maybe even, like, the second option if, like, Paul George or Kawhi is having an off night. Y'all, let's play the game that we always play. Um, Stupid trade ideas that I found in a random article. Here's one. Kemba Walker to the Bulls for Kobe White, Alfred Camino, and Tomas Sadoransky. I don't understand that, bro. Pass. Why would the Bulls want that? Wait, who's the second? Who's the second one? Alfarouk, just salary. The player. second player. Alfarouk oh. Aminu and uh, Tomas Sadoransky. No yeah, thanks. I'll pass for the Bulls. I'll, I will pass on that as well. Um, no thank you. Next one. Why would we trade our young PG for an old injury prone PG? Well, we just got a well. Kobe White just had a soldier shoulder surgery too. Um, but right, they're like, hey, the Bulls want to make a playoffs. Kevin Walker can help that. Can potentially if he can get healthy. No, nah, we're good. We're fine. Um, here's another trade, um, Derek. Damian Lillard to the Celtics for Kemba, Aaron Neesmith, Romeo Langford, Robert Williams, a 2021 first round pick, a 2022 first round swap, a 2023 first round pick unprotected, a 2024 first round swap, a 2025 first round pick unprotected. So y'all get their picks for the next five years, basically. And you said Kemba and who? Aaron Neesmith, Romeo Lankford, and Robert Williams. Take that, bro. If you're Portland, bro, you're getting, like, what, three young players. You're getting all those damn picks. Forget Kemba Walker. Forget Kemba Walker. You trade CJ2, bring you trade – that's a reset button right there. That is an OKC reset button, bro. You could have what you have now or hit that reset. That's a very viable option right there, bro. But here's the case against it, though. Here's the case against it. Those picks might not be worth shit because if we have Damian Lillard, Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown, we're going to be a top two seed every year. 
And you were talking about having Aaron Neesmith and Romeo Langford, who really haven't done anything that's. I like Aaron Neesmith like, a lot. It, I mean, it's not cool, because you, when you're getting these players, you're not trying to freaking come back and go back to the playoffs. You're gonna no, be bad. That, you're no, gonna be bad. I didn't say the point that. is I it's a redo. Anything to where they look like significant building places for the future. Like Aaron Eastman is cool, but like he's a spot up three and D guy. Who's creating him no shots? Kemba. It's a, it's a rebuild. Yeah, it's Kemba Walker. It's rebuild scene. Like I said, Anthony <laughs> Simon. Anthony Simon might have to try to come out of his bag. Right. It's the I point. It's, you're trying to see what you have. I don't really like it for. Uh, I don't like it either. For Portland either. Personally. Yeah. Um, I like hey. it if you're trading away everything. I feel like you just. Damian Lillard could just get so much something better. What well, you did just get five first round picks. I mean, that's still a good package. It just so happens that it's going to a team that'll probably be, you know, competing for championships every year. And I want like some. I want like a concrete, like really good piece back that I can say that. Oh, this is my future piece. All right, here's some more hypothetical trades. Um, what the hell is this? Okay, what? Um, the Celtics receive receive nothing. The Knicks receive Kimball Walker, a 2022 first round pick, lottery protector, and a 2025 pick that's top five protector. Basically, it's saying like, hey, we're going to salary dump him to the Knicks and give them two first round picks to take Kimball Walker's salary. Is Kimball Walker down that bad that like you need to throw in two first round picks to trade him away? Two? <laughs> now they just giving now they just giving them away after they didn't want to after they was being so stingy with them. Hey, if I'm the Knicks, I'm saying thank you. Right? <laughs> I, if Pierre would say he'd be like, no, yeah. we don't want Kemba, but which makes sense. He's he's making a lot of money for the next couple years. But two picks to just take on Kemba Walker's contract. I don't know. How many is Kemba only on the contract for like two years, right? Two years in the option, I'm pretty sure. Um, and it's like the option's worth thirty seven. Kim Walker's from New York. He might rejuvenize his whole career. I would take this deal if I'm the Knicks. Why not? If you if you sure that you're not getting anybody a free agency for the Knicks, let's say that, then I'm like, hey, is now we got Julius Randle, who we brought back, Kimball Walker, RJ. You're a better team than you were last year, probably, but I don't know. No, 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 facts. That is facts. They could definitely use that like creator at that point guard spot. I mean, is Derrick Rose still in the contract after no, this year? No, he's a free agent, but he said he expressed that he wanted to come back. Yeah, yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. He, but he's tied with the Lakers as well. The Lakers have interest, Mike. As they should. One of their yeah. <laughs> should be looking at a lot of damn free agents after what i just seen. Yeah, I feel like um, a lot of teams, especially contenders, are going to be on his line heavy. And I think Derrick mm. Rose still just coming off the bench still makes sense, even if you do have Kemba Walker. Like, Derrick Rose, I think – at this point in his career, he, he was starting in the playoffs, but him coming off the bench playing at 25 minutes or maybe 30, I think that's a good spot for him. So if he came to L.A., would you start him? Would you want to start him? Did the, I don't know. It's going to be rough. I, I got to see the rest LeBron of the shared the court. It was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Derrick Rose was – he was gone. That uh, was bad, trade, Rose, Yeah, he rejuvenated himself just a little bit over the last couple of years. Uh, the next trade is Kristaps Porzingis for Kemba Walker in a 2022 lottery protected pick. I think Pierre talked about this tweet. He talked about this trade on, on Twitter. Um, it's, I don't know. I think I would do this I trade really don't know I'm how to Celtics. If I'm, um, if I'm a Celtics, I'll take that. Right. 
for sure. But the the uh, Mavericks, I'm just like, I don't know how much better you get. I think you're actually worse in a way, to be honest. Be they, cool, it man. would just be straight up. And uh, they get a, like, a uh, 2022 Mavis first get no round. big man back? No, no. One for one plus a okay. pick on top so of it. I think, yeah, I think you're in a spot where it, it could make you a little bit better than Mavs. Like, down the stretch, you have a dude that could take that pressure off Luka. But I, it's not putting you over the top. But the Celtics, it's like, why not? You know, yeah. I think the same thing with Kevin. Kevin Walker ha- has good games for them. But they've also had times where it's like, they they really don't need Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum at their best. I don't think they need Kemba Walker to get them buckets for them or good looks or something yeah, like that. Yeah, especially when they got Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart can literally take Kemba's spot easily. Next trade is the one I talked about earlier, so we ain't got to talk about it. It's like Al Horford for Kemba. The trade number four is interesting. I'm curious to what y'all think. It is uh, Thaddeus Young, Alfred Camino, and Tomas Sadoransky. First of all, Thaddeus Young and Tomas Sadoransky aren't officially on the team anymore. Um, they, I think they have options, so they would have to pick those up to get traded away. For Kemba Walker and a 2022 lottery protected pick and a 2025 top five protected pick. My only hesitancy towards this as a Bulls fan is that means you're dying in on the core of Zach Levine, Kemba Walker, and Vucevic, which is like cool, but that's a playoff team, yeah. sure. But if you're going to pay two, three players practically max contracts, you you better have a good-ass team, and I don't think this makes us a good-ass team. So, But those picks coming back is pretty interesting. But like other than that, I'm like, eh. I'm like, we're not giving up much. Thaddeus Young was great for us yeah. this season. But that's not much. He's 34. Mm-hmm. But we also, again, it's like yeah. salary cap. Like, you do this trade if you're sure. You're 100% sure nobody wants to play for Chicago. <laughs> like, if nobody wants to come <laughs> and play for us, then, yes, bring Kemba and let Kobe come off the bench. You got Zach Levine. You got P. Willie. Um, and then you got Vucevic and then whoever's starting in between that. I'm very excited for Chicago's offseason, man. Very interested to see what happens. I'm sad that Kobe's going to miss the beginning of the season, though. That's going to suck. Yeah, the beginning of the season is five months away. Mm-hmm. It does seem like it's longer. Yeah. What do you uh, mean? Last trade is the Clippers what, what? trade. Go ahead. What are you saying? No, I was going to say, that it already feels, bro. I feel like this year is going by quick as hell. Yeah. I feel like, you know, even a turnover, it's about to be July. Quick. Hey, here we are. Can't wait till it's no longer allergy season, you know? Hey, next thing you know, we can be a summer league. Yeah, I'm I'm curious about draft Sally. combine and draft combine. Eh. Draft combine is kind of eh to me. We might have a busy summer. Yeah, <laughs> it was cool. I honestly, I thought it was cool when they was doing like the little scrimmages and stuff like that. You got to see them actually run up and down the court. But okay, from that, if you remember, did anybody that played in those scrimmages do a goddamn thing? In their rookie season, um, Jalen Brunson, Nicholas Claxton. We weren't there for Jalen um, Brunson. Jalen Brunson won in that one. Mm-mm. I thought he was. Mm-mm. You're thinking of Tremont oh. Waters. Oh, yeah. Tremont Waters. We seen yeah. uh, who was that? We seen another point. He and I don't think he done anything. Isaiah Roby was in that one as well. He was in that. Love one. me some Isaiah Roby. Shout out to the Bro, homie, he, but he ain't he ain't do nothing his rookie season. Um, I'm trying to think, bro. There was a point guard we've seen. He was looking like he was real good, but I guess he didn't really do anything yet. Um, um, I'm going to actually look back at that draft. Man. We saw Kobe White. He didn't play, but we saw him in the hallway. 
That was, was interesting. 2019, right? That's crazy. I don't remember seeing him. We were there 2019, 2019 combine. We had Jordan Bone. Jordan Bone, that's who it was. Yeah, Jordan Bone was doing, dude. Yeah, Jordan Bone was doing. He, he was had, crazy, though. He was jumping John out Morant of the gym. Up, John Moran showed up for an interview and then left. Yeah. That's the thing about the combine. The top players don't participate. They have no reason to. You know, like, we're yeah. not going to see Kay Cunningham in Chicago at this combine. We're not going to see Jalen Green, you know. We might see one of the top five picks, maybe, maybe. The best part about the combine in 2019 is the play, the people that were there. Like, Pat Riley pulled up. We're like, oh, shit, there's Pat Riley right there. Yeah. There's Larry Bird, fucking Larry Legend is sitting right in front of us. Like, that was a cool thing, not the actual stuff. Who else was the Joey Crawford? Was that like his name? The the ref? I think we see it. it was it was it was either like Doc Rivers or Alvin Gentry. All the coaches, was one of them. Yeah, all the coaches were there. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that was it. Was we I mean, seen your coach, fun. didn't we? We seen your coach, didn't we? Back then, was it uh? Oh, Jim coach Boylan, Boylan was there. Yeah, Jim Boylan was there. Jim Boylan, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember saying Terry Stotts. I I don't remember him. I don't even yeah, know if I don't think he was there. picked that year. Oh, uh, maybe not. Maybe not. I wouldn't be surprised. No, didn't we draft Nazir Little? Oh, was that Nazir Little's class? 2019? Yeah, that was Nazir Little's class. You're right. Yep. Yeah. Maybe they just had scouts. He was like, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> they probably already they probably knew they were getting the zero, bro. Were y'all still in the playoffs then? Twenty nineteen. Didn't y'all make it to the conference finals? Or was that twenty eighteen? I don't even remember. The timeline's so fucked up. They might have still been in the playoffs and that's why he wasn't there. That's the only thing I can think of. Let me see. Twenty nineteen. You know what I, I think that throws us off? It's just it's like it was that quick loop around after the season just ended. I feel like that's what kind of throws that shit off. COVID y'all, threw off everything. Y'all were in the conference finals kind of- that year. Um, NBA draft, cause, cause, cause the playoffs were still going on when the comp, the, the playoffs and the combine happened at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Oh, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2019 draft combine was May, May 15th. May 15th is the first day, right? Yeah, that's still playoff time. That's still playoffs. Yeah. Y'all were literally playing games, and that's why Terry Stotts wasn't there. Like, g- game. Game three of the conference finals was May 18th. So, Uh-oh. I mean, I guess he could have taken the trip on Makes the off sense. day to go to the combine and then came back for game number four. He's getting swept anyway, right? He could have been on his Quavo shit. <laughs> hey, Quavo be gone, boy. He be everywhere. <laughs> it ain't many events Quavo ain't had. You, you know, I'm so afraid to get on a, a private plane eventually. I don't know why. I look forward to that shit. I've seen everything like that's just fun. You know, because you, y'all know I don't like flying. I hate flying. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing it all the time, but I, I hate it. Absolutely hate it. Um, and it's because I don't, I mean, I don't hate flying. I hate the idea of crashing more than anything. And like, yeah. facts. The, the airline flights don't crash ever. Very rarely. Like a like, I think we went the last two years in in the United States without having an official death on the plane, which is crazy, amazing. But private planes be crashing, bro. <laughs> private planes be crashing. Not all the time. It's rare still, but it's more frequent than the traditional flight. Like if HOH is like, man, we want y'all to come to New York on this private. I was like, book me a Delta flight, please. Y'all can hit the private. 
I'll meet y'all there. I'm getting on Delta. Give me on Delta. Right. I used to have that same type of fear. Like, it's just the idea of flying, being in this, like, I'm literally 30,000 feet in this. Like, that's the type of feeling I be getting. But, like, I seen this video recently. It was like, yeah, bro. It was like both engines failed on a plane. Like, I, all I, I literally shit have a now, flight in two days, Mike. Shit. Please stop. But listen, though, listen, this is why I say, like, I just trust the shit more. It's just like all this shit failed on this plane. The pilot still landed the shit. The shit, this, the way they tried to describe it is like the plane was literally just like an airplane Gliding. floating yeah. through the sky with everything yeah. that failed. And they still landed it. And so, like, I was like, bro, at, at this point, I, I might have to just be like, I, my chance of dying on this shit, I probably, like you say, I probably have a higher chance than a damn car accident. But no, it's for sure. It was it's a, like, it was the um, thing. Oh, you want me? It was a plane crash on I 80, not too far from here, near New York. It was it, like the plane, like literally, like I don't know what happened, but he landed it on the highway, and like uh, luckily no cars. He didn't hit any cars coming wow. towards him. No casualties. It was like an emergency landing type thing. Nope. No one That's, That's crazy. That's amazing. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. I don't want to get on private flights. Um, like when I was really afraid, like before we even started traveling, because my first plane ride was with y'all when we went to New York for the very first time. Um, and like before Me that, too. I was I was thinking to myself like. You know what's crazy, Mike? That was your first flight, but you fell asleep immediately. How the fuck? Bro, I still can barely sleep on flights, and I've been on f- 100 of them at this point. I don't know how you can be you on your very first late. flight you and not late. have the anxiety, and you just like... <sighs> you a KO. Because, bro, I hate... I, I literally hate being in, like, the same spot for, like... like I wish y'all could see me, like, when I be in a party, I fucking be moving all around, and, like, I hate fucking sitting still and being all that... So like my body to get through that time, I'm probably I'm just gonna try to sleep. You know, that's how I'm gonna beat that time. The best thing I do now yeah, I can't sleep on I take red eyes now. We're like I have no choice but to sleep because I've been up for twenty two hours. I have no choice but to sleep. Like like my flight to LA to Monday is at 7 a.m. I got to wake up at 4 a.m. to get to the airport. So I'm going to sleep on that flight because I've been up for so long. And then on the way home, my flight is at eleven thirty LA time, which is 1.30 this time. So t- typically at 1.30 this time, I'm asleep, you know, and I'm just going right. I'm gonna land at 6 a.m. here. And what's good morning? I'm going to be welcoming through the wire the very next day. Like, that's that's the thing we're going to be on. But wait, next through the wire episode. Wait, wait, wait where's my calendar? Would that be? Would that be? No, that Tuesday. Be? Tuesday's no, the one we're back days in away. Yeah. Tuesday's the yeah. one we're back in person okay. next Tuesday. Um. But you you know what's super crazy about I know people don't care about this, but this is me getting over my fear of flying. Once I'm in the air, I'm good. It's like the it's the first seven minutes and then the last ten minutes. That's it. That four hours in between. I love both. You love takeoff, you bro. Love you're it. crazy. Nah, I love I, I hate the landing part. I hate the landing part. One of those I think it might have been when we went to Vegas, but when we landed, it was a big like bump or skirt yeah. and it just woke everybody up and shit like that but bro, the landing is the worst part for me flying when we went to vegas and like when we went up on the elevation she started screaming she's like ah! Ah! and like low-key her being scared was making me have anxiety that, yes like, that would do yes oh i would God. be so mad at her <laughs> <laughs> just really hey, bro, one thing time. i don't like yeah, I was like, I'm low key normally cool. Like, I, I'm, I'll enjoy flying, but like her being scared was making me scared. <laughs> the one thing I don't like is, bro, it's like I'm in a middle seat, 
and somebody at the end they don't want to have their window open so they got the shit yeah, shut and i'm bro. trying to see what's going on we don't even have to be in the clouds we can like be about to land and see everything they just want to have their shit shut and then like bro it's what was so great about it is that and when you fly into vegas and you go through colorado and you see all those mountains bro. yes that's what i was trying to see it's like, bro, and another thing everywhere bro bro and it, it was funny because like when I was kind of like, you kind of see like the grounds and everything and you can see all the houses and shit, like every damn house is like a pool in the backyard. And I was like, I know that shit has to be awesome in that fucking heat, bro. As soon as you step off that plane, the heat just like smacks Smack you in the, the face. Fuck out of you. It's like, it's, that heat is no joke, bro. No joke. Um, I don't even like, if I can't get a window Cali seat, like Cali, Cali hasn't been too bad for me personally. Um, but this time around, it's going to be 94 while I'm there. So it's gonna be the first time I actually get Cali Cali heat, um, but I don't even I, if I can't get a window seat, I don't want to go. Like I'm not being in the middle no more, bro. I'm sorry, <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah, that shit is fucking terrible. But that's why that shit was the best when we had that one flight, and it was literally just like us, and then it was like a couple other HOHs, but like yeah, <laughs> that was the closest well, thing they to for, a like, private flight or something like that. Yeah. We didn't even sure. know. We didn't even know they were with us. Yeah, mm -hmm. that flight was also shaky as fuck too. That was also a thing. That was the most one of the most turbulent flights I've been on, for sure. The flight to Denver was pretty turbulent to me. Mm -hmm. For me, from Vegas to Denver, because we had a layover. That one was pretty bad. All right, we should. We should. All right, now there. look, I'm gonna give you a hypothetical situation. Okay, I'm gonna give you a hypothetical situation. End it out. For some reason, you, you we can't be on land. Some shit is messed up. I don't know. There's fires all around. Volcanoes are erupting. All the land is fucked up. You have two choices. For five days, you could be in the sky. Or you could be in the sky, 20,000 feet in the sky. Or you would rather be in the ocean where it's safe, 20,000 feet below. Would you rather be in the sky or the ocean? Would you just die? No, you can't just die. I can't just die. No, you got to pick the ocean or the sky. Well, you just said the ocean would be safe, so I'll choose the ocean. The sky is safe too. You're in. I don't know, it's the future. You got some type of fucking thing in the sky that, that's helping you. I'll just stay in the ocean. <laughs> I think. I think if that's the case, then I'll he take the sky. If both of if both of them are safe, then I'll just choose whichever one is available. I'll choose either one. That's very smart. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he, he gave me the hypothetical uh, that both of them are equally as safe. So I'll just think. But what I was trying to get to is just like I think the fucking ocean is scary as shit. You know, I think both are scary, but I don't know. The ocean is some shit that's like when you think about it, they talk about like we only discovered like three percent or whatever the fuck it is. Like that shit is crazy. Yeah, you pass on that ocean. But stuff. there's also things in the ocean that can kill you. That's but true. you said it's safe, so. As safe as I would think it is, I don't know. Maybe a damn freaking whale like hits the ship or some shit. I don't know. All right. Well, we appreciate y'all watching this episode of Through the Wire. Um, Pierre will be back next episode. Shout out to P. Shout out to y'all for watching it. And again, link in the description to the Through the Wire YouTube channel. You don't want to miss out on the content we're about to drop over there. And uh, that's it. We out. Peace. Peace. Peace